is Aaron Coat Rankin. I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Family and Children's Services offers a weekly support group, survivors of suicide loss in Murfreesboro, for individuals who have lost a loved one due to suicide. That is the Family and Children's Services. Please go by and visit them at our community services center this afternoon. Thank you, Andy. Great job, sir. Oh, you brought me a drink. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> All right, let's uh, pause for a moment and hear a great word from our dear friend. Here he is. Mike All right, all right. Thanks, everyone. Hello, hello. I'm way up here. There he is. Here I am. Can you get me? I mean, we truly are at church. I can feel that now because especially when you're in a place where you can't define a back row, just everyone gets as far back as they possibly can, right? So we just, we're, we're back row people today. You're seeking shade. That's the best place to be. Good night alive. It's hot. It's hot. I was exuding some odors yesterday, and I'm pretty sure farm animals would have ran from me. It was bad. Bad. Real quick, before we do get started, I just want to tell Tom and Gloria and Ben and all the volunteers, man, can we just give them a big old hand? It's a lot of work. All right, we're going to try this one more time, because I, I know it's hot. Can you clap louder? I can't hear you. Okay, yeah. It's even okay to hoot and holler because I got great news for you. Jesus is alive. I got, I got great news for you. Jesus is alive. <laughs> You're learning. I got, I got incredible news for you. Jesus is alive. You're getting there. You're getting close. By the end, you'll be ready to roll. Let's say get this little ball-headed guy off the stage here. I am honored to be with you. I'm going to be with you for just a few minutes. My hope and desire that after I get off of this stage that you will leave more encouraged than when you first arrived. That you will understand the incredible power and resurrection power of knowing that Jesus is alive today. And so I thought it would be kind of cool last week. We're just off the heels of, of celebrating our uh, nation's birthday, right? 239 years, man. Freedom. How many of us love freedom? Yeah, everybody's hands are going up. Man, we're just very thankful for that. But I wanted to read, I, I saw this in our paper, and so I wanted to take a second to just read some of the quotes that were in there first from John Quincy Adams. Now, these are our founding fathers, right? These are the guys that we look at and go, man, it, there had to be someone blowing through them in order to, to have the passion that they had to create the nation that we have of freedom. Listen to what John Quincy Adams said. Is it not in the chain of human events, the birthday of the nation, is indissoluble linked with the birthday of the Savior. Wow. That it forms a leading event in the progress of the gospel. It is not that the Declaration of Independence first organized the social compact on the foundation of the Redeemer's mission upon earth. No. It's that it laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity. 
And, and so in Bimbo terms, what John Quincy Adams is saying is that, look, everything that we're about in our nation is because this guy named Jesus Christ is roaring through us. We know that he purchased our freedom, so we want to be a people to help purchase other people's freedom because we know what it feels like to be oppressed. We know what it feels like to be held captive. We know what it feels like to be spiritually blind. Listen to what John Jay, our first Supreme Court Justice, said. John Jay, the Bible is the best of all books, for it is the Word of God and teaches us the way to be happy in this world and in the next. Continue, therefore, to read it and to regulate your life by its precepts. The Bible is the best of all books. Wow. He goes on to say, Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. And so my quick question would be today that if I dropped you off into Des Moines, Iowa and there were no worship barns, and what I mean by that, that there were no places that had steeples, there were no buildings that could be recognized as, as churches, as place to go to look for Christ, how would you sniff them out? How would we sniff out the folks that love Jesus in order to place them in leadership if there were no place once a week for us to go to? Even in this setting, as beautiful as it is, how do we know that we love this guy named Jesus? And so I'm stuck on this freedom for a bit. And I love the lady that's in our harbor. She's got the torch up and she's the Statue of Liberty. And I had forgotten what that meant. So take a listen. It's the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's way of life, behavior, or political views. Liberty. Are you free? Do we desire the same freedom from everyone to everyone that we experience today through Jesus Christ? That we are the torch bearers? That we are the light on the hill? Listen to what the words say. I didn't know what the words say on our Statue of Liberty. Listen to these words with me. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuge of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I left my lamp beside the golden door. Send to me those who want to breathe free. Can any of us relate on wanting to breathe free? Yeah. A few hands go up. Can any of us fathom what it would be not to be free? And I can't help, gang, but be reminded of the words that Jesus Christ said in the day that He was in the temple. If you'll remember this guy, if you've read anything about Jesus at all, He just didn't have too much to do with the old authority of the day. As a matter of fact, he was coming in and he was just kind of upsetting the old apple cart. And there were a lot of times that when he was going about doing what Jesus does and that's performing miracles and that's loving folks to, to the point to where they want to change their life, to they want to be free, to where they want to see that they know that they've been transformed by the healing power of Jesus Christ, and he would tell them, it's not time. 
know I just made you be able to see, but it's not time. Don't tell anybody. But the time came. <laughs> and the time came. The time came. The time came. And Jesus is in the temple, and he's in the homes, and he is teaching, and he is teaching, and he is teaching. Listen to what he says today when he lets everyone know that this day is the day that it's time. That life is changing, that freedom is coming, that I am going to fulfill everything that my Father has said to me. So now we're going to rely upon the founding Father that blew life into our founding fathers that gives us life in every day, that gives us freedom and passion and glory and the ability to go out and live out your passion. Listen to what Jesus said that day. He's in the room with all the know-it-alls. And he takes the scroll from the attendant. The scroll is the one that you would look in your book and you would read Isaiah 43. Here's what the words say. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And so as he was reading them, and as you would read them in Isaiah, now in Luke, this new day is coming. And all he's wanting to know is that, do you believe this? And everyone in the room within earshot, do you believe? Most that day didn't. Do we? Do us? Me and you? I say with the resounding, yes, we do. Do you? Do you? Amen. Do you? Amen. Do you? It's and you. Do you? You see the people behind you that are in the tents. They need to know that you do. Did you know that when you said yes, that you too have been anointed too? set the captives free. That when you said Jesus, yes to Jesus, that you've been able to proclaim that the captives will be released, the blind will see. Do you believe? Do you believe? That in how God blew life into you and so on purpose that when you get up in the day that you can't help but go about being Him in the street to help others see what you see through Jesus Christ. You see, people won't know that Jesus is alive until they see Him alive in us. People won't know, they won't realize, they won't believe that they will be set free and live life free until they see us live life free. Are you ready? Are you ready? You see, all of the... I don't even want to use the word ministries. That's what I was telling Tom's sister here just a second ago. It's people. All of the folks back there in the back, yep, they've got names on their banners. But the one name that trumps all of the banners is Jesus Christ. You see, the reason that they get up every day is because there are people who have allowed themselves to be oppressed. There are people that are held captive, literally. There are people that are spiritually blind. They just cannot see. There are people that are dying to live in a different way of life, but they need us to help to teach them how to live that different way of life. Do you believe? 
And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.